Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Do you like Hawaii? I like Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. But did you know that one of the islands of Hawaii is known as the Forbidden Island? Just 17 miles from the coastline of Kauai, Hawaii boasts a historic restricted area. Yes, it is the small 70-square-mile island of Nihau, also known as the Forbidden Island. The island is actually a privately owned preservation project that for 150 years has been largely successful, save for the constant threat of outside influence. Nihau's transition to the Forbidden Island began in 1864, when Scottish widower Elizabeth Sinclair purchased the island from Hawaiian monarch King Kamehameha IV for $10,000 in gold for ranching purposes. My great-grandfather purchased the island from the monarchy, and it's been virtually unchanged since that date by my family, Bruce Robinson, the great-grandson of Eliza Sinclair, reported. We've tried to maintain the request of the king when it was turned over. We maintain the island for the people and continued to work it as he had. King Kamehameha IV had actually offered Sinclair better real estate, which included an area from downtown Honolulu to Diamond Head in Waikiki. But Sinclair saw the island as a lush alternative for her large family since they had relocated from New Zealand. Kamehameha reportedly had one request for Sinclair. Nihau is yours, but the day may come when Hawaiians are not as strong in Hawaii as they are now. When that day comes, please do what you can to help them. Sinclair and her descendants, the Robinsons, have done their best to honor the king's request. They rejected the colonization of the Hawaiian Islands by Westerners, especially when, in 1893, the Americans ousted the indigenous monarchy and banned the Hawaiian language. Accounts vary on exactly when Nihau became the Forbidden Island by, one account, Sinclair descendant Aubrey Robinson stopped outsiders, including relatives of native Nihauans, from reaching the island in 1915. Yet, great-grandson Keith Robinson reported that visits were actually officially curtailed in the 30s to protect indigenous Nihauans from contracting foreign diseases, such as measles or polio. Though this effort was retroactive, as 11 Nihauan children had actually died from such diseases. In the decades that followed, the Robinsons battled to keep the island out of state control. Former Hawaiian Governor John Burns campaigned until his death in 1972 to have the Robinsons evicted. The island turned into a state park and in the process helped the native Nihauans to join civilization. Since Burns' passing, the island's current co-owners, brothers Keith and Bruce Robinson, continue to argue with Hawaiian authorities over their efforts to maintain Nihauan traditions. Nihau has since taken up a relationship with the U.S. military, which actually began in World War II, when a Japanese fighter pilot crashed on the island, only to be killed by the Nihauans. While it could actually be its own podcast story, uh, essentially a Japanese pilot crash-landed his Zero on Nihau after participating in the attack on Pearl Harbor. The Imperial Japanese Navy had designated this island, which they thought was empty, as an uninhabited zone for damaged aircraft to land and await a rescue by submarine. 
So the pilot shared information about the Pearl Harbor attack with the island locals of Japanese descent. There were a few contractors and uh, fellow Japanese that were working on the island at the time. And the native Hawaiian residents were initially completely unaware of the attack, but they apprehended the pilot when the gravity of the situation became apparent. He then sought and received the assistance of these three Hawaiian locals of Japanese descent on the island in overcoming his captors. They found weapons, and then he took several of them hostage. Eventually, he was killed by Nihauan's Ben Kanahele and his wife, Ella. Ben Kanahele was wounded in the process, shot three times, and one of the Japanese pilot's supporters, Yoshio Harada, committed suicide. Ben Kanalehe was decorated for his part in stopping the takeover, but Ella received no official recognition. However, the speed at which the Japanese-descended villagers went to the pilot's cause has actually been recognized as a major contributing factor in the decision to start interning Japanese Americans. So, that's fun. The outside world has crept in over the years at Nihau. Generators provide the little electricity used in the homes in the Puai, the island's largest settlement, while the school's electricity is derived from solar power, primarily so students can use computers. In fact, Nihau's school is the only one in the country to be exclusively powered by sunlight. Many residents are bilingual, especially the children, and speak English almost as well as their Nihau dialect. The Forbidden Island is also not an untouched pre-colonial world. The Sinclairs were strict Calvinists and required the Nihauans attend church on Sundays. Christian missionaries had even converted many of the Nihauans 40 years before the Sinclairs arrived in the 1860s. Despite the encroaching outside world, Hawaii's Forbidden Island maintains a lifestyle from a bygone era. Most of the Nihauans' day-to-day is taken up by fishing and hunting. Modern conveniences are mostly non-existent. There's no indoor plumbing, no cars, no stores, no internet, no paved roads. Residents travel by bicycle or foot, and they don't pay rent. So, you got that going for you, which is nice. Since 1864, guaranteed full-time work for inhabitants was supplied by the Nihau Ranch. Natives also fashioned Nihau Shell Lay for luxurious jewelry. But in 1999, the Robinsons closed the ranch when it was admitted that no profit was made from cattle and sheep ranching or the processing of charcoal and honey on the island. Today, only part-time work is offered to a few with local tourism and a small U.S. Navy installation. The U.S. military has also been an important source of income for the island and for decades has run special operation training programs and even research and development of top-secret military defense systems there. Weekly supplies to the island are either brought in by the Robinson family or by the Nihauans themselves when they visit Kauai, the nearest Hawaiian island. Besides a unique culture, Nihau is also home to a host of endangered species. The most notable is the Hawaiian monk seal, which is considered the most endangered of all the world's seals, and the island is the primary habitat and nursery for the species. Because the Sinclairs abided by a strict Calvinist lifestyle, it followed that the island itself has many rules. If not obeyed, the family was given right to evict native Nihauans from the island altogether. Guns and alcohol were and are provided, and according to a former resident, men aren't allowed to grow long hair or wear earrings. The younger generations are also required to care for their elders. That's 
That's not bad, I guess. I don't know. One might think that this isolation and stringent lifestyle would breed a reclusive nation, but a uh, former director of Hawaii's Department of Land and Natural Resources noted that people leave the island all the time. Residents come and go as they please, but over recent years, more relocate to Kauai or further afield. It's estimated that only 70 permanent residents remain which is a considerable reduction since the last census in 2010 put it at 170. The main reason uh, for the exodus? Unemployment. Since the closure of the ranch in 99, job opportunities are scarce outside of fashioning jewelry or working at the school. The families that supplement their income with traditional laymaking can sell a piece for thousands, but access to these Nihao shells is becoming quite scarce. It's becoming evident that tourist dollars are required to keep the island economy afloat which means that the Forbidden Island is more accessible than the name suggests. Kauai boat tours offer day-long snorkeling and dive packages, while the Robinsons offer guided tours, hunting safaris, and helicopter trips to remote parts of the island. Though these tours are carefully controlled so as to avoid contact with the Nihauans, it is difficult to ascertain how long their culture can be maintained. While it is an ancient type of culture, they are a very modern type of people, Bruce Robinson said. The problem today for these natives is deciding how many concessions they'll have to make to their traditional lifestyle without losing their ancient Hawaiian way of life. The Robinsons vow to do all they can to preserve this native history. There's a feeling of inner peace and renewal that we don't understand in the outside world, Bruce Robinson told lawmakers. The Western culture has lost it, and the rest of the islands have lost it too. The only place it's left is on Nihau. So... There is the surprising story of Hawaii's Forbidden Island. I bet you didn't know that it had been owned by the same Scottish family for the last 160 years, huh? And that they really haven't changed during that time. Although, at this rate, the way things are trending, it's anyone's guess just knee how long it will stay that way. <laughs> 